0: Listen to death and all the rest. I'm Lizzie Salwin and I'm Zoe Inglefield. Okay, hi
1: Lizzie, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I've heard you've
0: got something exciting that happened yeah. over the weekend. Yes, so once again, we our, our lives are so hectic that we are finding ourselves in two different locations, which yeah. is uh inevitable i think as as we fucking have busy lives what can you do exactly um well you've got all those renos going as well so that yeah make it makes we've, it bloody stressful for you we've literally had workmen in the house fucking all week we we were up in mangafai last week while our floors were getting sanded and then this week we've got painters in and tilers and and like it's literally never-ending so it's kind of a nightmare and like i as because lizzie can see on the camera like i am literally sitting in one of my daughter's bedrooms and there is junk i don't know where you are yeah oh i'm in sadie's room and like the couch is like (laughs) stacked on top of the bed and on top of that is like the ottoman and every other fucking piece of furniture that we own like from the living room is all crammed into this room so yeah it's a fucking nightmare but uh you know you get that yeah it'll look good in the end it will i can't wait for it to be finished it'll be amazing um so we we kind of had a big event this weekend for me it was my first mother's day since my mum had died obviously yeah. y- you've had quite a few like how do you feel about the day oh it's funny actually because
1: this this year I felt angry did you I like I think it was probably just the mood I was in as well but I'd been to the nail shop and everyone you know was with their mums getting their nails and it's so nice like don't get me wrong but just sort of was a reminder like you know mum's gone and then Auntie Anne, who would always ring. She's gone too. So, like my Mm. second mum. And instead of thinking, "Oh, it's unfair," it's just, it's just more
0: annoying, you know. But then I was very happy
1: to hear your news.
0: So, yes, I had my very first dream visit, which and do 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 believe me now that when you know, you know. Oh, totally. So I'll I'll tell you the story from the beginning. I know you've heard it, but for the benefits of our beautiful listeners, so it would have been Mother's Day. So when I woke up that morning, it was Mother's Day. But when I had the dream, I had it in the night before. So, but it, it had been past 12 o'clock. So it would have been the, like early, early morning of Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day. Yeah, it was Mother's Day. So it would probably have been about three or four in the morning. But basically, I dreamt that I was at my mum's house, which coincidentally has just like the settlement has just gone through on that. And it's totally like officially done and sold. But oh, in wow. the dream... Yeah. I was at Mum's house and my husband Thomas was there as well as my best friend Tatum was there. And I walked yep. out of the living room onto the balcony and Mum was standing on the balcony. And in the dream, wow. I knew that she had died. And so I was like, Oh my fucking God, it's Mum And I gave her the biggest hug I could. And like, I just remember like the feeling of her was exactly how she felt when she hugged her. And I was like, I can oh. feel her. This is fucking real. Like this is, this is happening. I'm hugging <laughs> But in the dream, her. were you thinking this is real? Yes, because in the dream, I was aware yeah. that she had died and I was aware that she was here and I was hugging her. And in the dream, I remember thinking she's really here because this feels so real. And I turned to oh. like the door to the living room where Thomas and Tatum were. And I was like, oh my God, are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? Can you see this? And they were like, yeah. What are you talking about? We we can't see anything, and I was like, they can't see her, but she is here and she feels so real. And then we both <gasps> walked into the living room together, and they couldn't see her. Only I could see her. And no shit, I was like, Mum, are you okay? How are you? What's it like on the other side? And yeah, she was like, I, you don't need to know about the other side. That's not your concern right now. But all oh I my can god. tell she's like all I can tell you is that like I'm totally okay and you don't need to worry about me like and I love you I'm oh. proud of you and I miss you and and it was Oh my god! I die it was so real and like of course at that moment I because we were away I was sleeping in the same room as my one and a half year old daughter and it was like four in the morning and she cried and like it woke me up and I remember just waking up being like holy fuck that felt so real I can't even I can't even grasp like how crazy that was to me and it wasn't just like it wasn't just like a regular dream where I was like you know or at the supermarket with my mom or whatever like it was so significant because it was me speaking to her in in the way like how I would if if, you know like if I saw her I was like legitimately you've passed away here you are and. And like she was reassuring me basically. It was so crazy. And it re- it did reassure you? Oh, a hundred percent. I felt so like, okay. It it felt so real to me. That's that's the thing that I can't and and I've had I've had dreams before um about my dad. And to be honest, I really feel like I haven't had a, a dream about my dad in a really, really long time. But I do remember having them about him and, and it feeling so real. But this one, it was yeah. like I had been waiting so long to see her and and she looked exactly the way she did prior to any illness, like kind of the way I Good. remembered her. She just like, looked like my lovely mom. She was like, no. she felt like mom, like, you know, it just, you know, how, like, you, you know, how your mom's hugs feel. It just felt so much like yeah. that. And it was just nuts oh, to I've me. Oh, I have no doubt. I have, I, I like many times
1: of, you know, you have these vivid dreams and you just want to like, tell people or explain it and like people might like sort of not roll their eyes but sort of be like oh yeah but you're like no 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 you don't understand like it was actually her the first time I actually knew it was real was actually at her funeral when I was doing her doing a speech and I sort of lost it after the first sentence and then suddenly I felt this wave of she was I think she was hugging me and I just sort of got my second one and didn't cry again. I just yeah. I knew, I just knew it was her. And it's happened sometimes, you know, you have dreams and actually, to be honest, in lots of the dreams, she's actually been quite mean. But mm. others, she's, it's, it's definitely her. And you wake up feeling so sort of
0: happy. I don't know. And Sorry, say that again. So in some of the dreams, like you're being mean or she's being mean to you? Oh, she's being a bit mean, like, but it'll obviously be a
1: dream where i'm obviously anxious about something and so, and like thinking bad about myself probably in general day like day to day terms but and so it's exacerbated by maybe i'm feeling shit because i miss mum and then in my dream she's mean it's we're real weird as in like i don't know pull, pull your head out like sort your shit yeah, out like, or is telling like telling me oh you're being pathetic Lizzie, or, yeah. or something yeah. like that
0: <laughs> but that, but like sometimes that's like the harsh words that you need to hear from your parent, like probably you know, because you you in the in our very first episode or your first episode, sorry, where you're telling your story, you talk about the dream where your grandfather comes to visit you, and like straight away yeah. you knew that that was something more than just a random dream. Like I know you'd been kind of worried about not seeing him, but after that, it, put, yeah. it sort of like planted the seed to you that that something major had happened, and you were right. Yeah. and
1: yeah and I was right and again actually when my auntie my auntie Anne passed away I was in Africa and yeah. it was so bizarre because I happened to be at the Victoria Falls and we talked about Victoria Falls quite a lot um, because she'd been here there with her mother and it was one of um, her most memorable experiences in her life and and we'd always sort of talked about the Victoria Falls and suddenly I was there and it was the most surreal feeling it was just so beautiful and beyond what you'd imagine and I just suddenly my heart my I just sort of gasped and I was like shit I knew she was really like ill back home and I said to my friend look I think my auntie's about to die you know I rang my dad and he said yes wow. she is and then when I got back I, I was like she's passed and I rang and she had right. so I don't know if it was or what it was but and I don't know if it was an overwhelming sense because we talked about it so much. It was just out of that, it was an eight-week trip and it just in that moment in time when she passed, but I felt very, very sort of close to her and I remember writing a speech for her um, and it, I was surrounded by the Victoria Falls in the background and it was just so bizarre, but it was mm-hmm. so her. Yeah. And it did help create some sort of peace in a, in a time when I where I couldn't be home.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I And I've absolutely no doubt that she was there. That's crazy. I don't know. It's just one of those things that, like, you you can easily kind of chalk it up to being your own self conscious, sort of your sorry, your subconscious creating this this dream to kind of make you feel better. But it, yeah, it, to me, it's so strange that I had wanted, like, you know, it's been about six months since Mum died, and I well, it wanted. It's been six months. Yeah, and, and a couple and of I, weeks. Yeah, and I'd wanted to see her so badly, and you know, we had, I had my birthday and there'd been Christmas and all these other things. And I hadn't dreamed about her yet. I had been thinking about her so much. And then all of a sudden I had this dream about her and it felt so real to me and so genuine and, and, and everything like that. I just think, I wonder, I, I honestly wonder how much truth there is to it in that that is really how they can kind of come and see you. Because if she came and visited me in the same way while I was wide awake, well, I'd fucking check myself into a <laughs> fucking... It's a funny thing. Yeah, because yeah. If, it, if it really happened, you know, and I can understand that there's certain people, like Gina spoke last week about when she sees the, the fan tails, that really is remin- reminiscent of her stepdad. And is it you with the butterflies? Do you feel like, is it was it you saying that? Yeah, mum, mum, I mean,
1: monitor butterflies, but in certain instances where I sort of, it's come at quite poignant times mm. where I've been thinking about mum or, or had a thought and suddenly there's been one there in a strange place where you wouldn't normally see one. Yeah. It, you know, it's such a fascinating topic. Like, you know, is what we see what we believe or are we manifesting it or I don't know, but there's there's a lot of people swear there's a lot of truth to it. And if you do a lot of reading, um, yeah there's absolutely reasoning behind it mm. like I remember and I always think like I swear like mum gives me signs I remember I was infatuated with this guy <laughs> and okay like and, sorry to change the subject is this and after she died I just had a gut feeling huh yeah
0: after she'd passed away
1: yes yeah I had a gut feeling that he was bad for me but I was like obsessed okay. anyway I was telling my friends about him and. and and I, and I actually said, I think it was Jean actually. I was like, I don't know if mum would agree. Anyway, we had this picture of her on the top of this, like, bookcase. There was no wind. And then all of a sudden, the picture came crashing down.
0: Far out. And I was
1: like, it's fucking mum. And she's agreeing.
0: And what, at that, the time, I was, that is no good. I was like, Oh,
1: like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she was right, of course. Mum, yeah. I remember mum always saying, always listen to your mum.
0: Yeah. They're, they're always right. And they are. They are. They are. Um, Sure especially enough. about this sort of stuff and I just wait until my daughters start dating and stuff and I'm like oh my god you're gonna look back in two years and be like why didn't you tell me this guy was a loser or this girl was a loser whoever they choose to date and I'll be like well I would have but you wouldn't listen to me you know the more as a teenager the more I was like my mom's like don't go out with that person the more I was going to so you got to tread carefully know, on that but one. hopefully you're not dead <laughs> at the time and having to no. give them signs well exactly <laughs> yeah if if they've passed away well, you got you got to take their word for it you know
1: she did it again to me when I was talking to I think Esme and I was talking about, oh, I might move in with this other guy. Mm. And, and then all of a sudden this duvet fell off the shelf. No reason to the point where someone was like, someone, random person was like, that was so weird. And I was like, oh, for
0: fuck's sake, she's telling me again. And then wow. sure enough, she was right. Oh my God. So you really feel like your mum is a bit kind of poltergeisty with you. Like she moves shit around and makes things happen and... Well, she always said that, do things to the wall or,
1: like, move photographs. And I've got this picture in my room of her and it's Did not Did she a say friend. that before she
0: died, that she would move your shit around? Yes. Oh, my <laughs> yes. God. She was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to haunt you. Kind of. Oh, wow. And, but there's this one
1: picture and, and I know, like, there's, if it's windy, the, this picture might fall off or might over. But yeah. often I come home and it's tipped over, which means she's been, been around there. Or and like there's been to... no
0: window open or anything and the cat's not not good
1: no that's no.
0: oh, wow. That's i sometimes spooky, think man. i know but i sometimes think it's
1: could possibly a little bit be a little bit detrimental because i will base decisions around things like that and like oh. <laughs> i think
0: <laughs> how many nice guys have you broken up with because of this
1: probably about five. Oh. <laughs> I thought I've had signs not to. And oh. hasn't done me well. I'm 34 and single. So oh. clearly, um but I don't know if it you know I just can't help it. It's probably yeah, not in some circumstances led me wrong a bit, but who knows? And that's just what I do and I don't think I'll ever change and
0: mm. it's just the
1: way it is.
0: Well, because when we had Shanae on the show, she talked a little bit about like she there was like a psychic that she loved that she'd gone to and she'd seen her since her parents have passed. Have you ever done anything like that? Like, have you ever done any I kind of? I flat out refuse. No. Why is that? Only because. Only because I I've already got
1: a bit of a um complex with because I found you know dad nearly died, my mm-hmm. auntie died, and mum died. Um, I've got a bit of a complex about
0: hearing bad really news. bad things
1: happening. Yeah. Huh? Right
0: like about hearing and bad so news.
1: yeah and so if a psychic or something ever said to me like or oh, something you know in two years time or something you know there'll be a big life changing event or I would become completely consumed that dad's going to die or something oh, it would really? just really yeah I know I couldn't cope so I mean I don't I'd stay away they,
0: I don't think they generally tell you if something really terrible is going to happen do they if anyone well, listens, if anyone goes and sees a psychic or even we'll maybe can touch base with Shanae who has seen them. But I mean, feel yeah. free to DM us or message us um, on our Instagram and let us know, has a psychic ever told yeah. you like terrible news or that something really bad is going to happen? Because I, yeah, I it's, mean- it's- I'd be point. really interested to hear that because generally they say, oh, no, you get Mr. Right's just around the corner or, you know, you're going to get a promotion or maybe the bad news is like, oh, you know, they pick up on the fact that you hate your job and they, they say, oh, you're going to leave it and be happier' or anything sure. like that. But I can't imagine there's been many scenarios out there where someone's been told something really hideous is going to happen, like life or death. And, and someone has like, said to well, them like, should we go, though? Would you go? I would go, I would go in a heartbeat, but I would go the one time I I have seen a psychic and it wasn't, I used to be a flight attendant for years. And I was once on a a trip to Johannesburg and by the hotel where we stayed, there was this this like sort of open market type place. And I went along Mm -hmm. and I was with one of my good friends, Amber, and there was a guy and he was like, I don't know, he was probably in his like, late 40s, white guy doing basically psychic readings. And he, you sat down and he was like, if I ask you these questions and I get all the answers right, like you put the money on the table, I'll ask you these questions. If I get the answers right, it'll prove that I'm a real psychic and then we'll carry on with the reading. And I was like, okay, perfect. Let's do that then. So I put the money on the table, which I can't, it was probably like the equivalent of like 50 bucks, 80 bucks maybe. And he- he put some cards on the table and on each of the cards was like a selection of numbers. And he basically said, like, pick a number and then point out the three cards that has the number on it. And straight away, I was like, this is a fucking trick. Obviously, there was like, <laughs> there was like 10 cards in front of me and he had obviously memorized which cards had the same numbers on them. So if I pointed to this card, this card, this card, he knew that my number was... 28 or whatever the number I had picked. So we'd done that and he was like, okay, so you can now see that I'm, that I know what I'm talking about. I am like, I do have a sense because I know what your number was. And I'm like, straight away, red flag, like, I'm not fucking stupid. (laughs) And, and he was like, he couldn't, he couldn't tell where my accent was from. Like, he didn't know that I was a Kiwi. And he was saying shit to me, like, this is literally in a market in, in Johannesburg. And he was like, um, he's like, oh, you're here on holiday and i was like no i'm not and he's like oh (laughs) you need to be worried about a green suitcase like don't don't fucking do something with a green suitcase and i was like okay well i don't have a green suitcase i'm a flight attendant what you want me to do like not get on a plane with a green suitcase okay he told me to avoid (laughs) he told me to avoid countries with the letter z in it and i'm like cool i'm from new zealand and he also said um he was like now I can, oh, he, he asked me if I was in a relationship and I, and by this point I was with Thomas and I said, yes. And he's like, okay, well, your relationship is like a flame. That flame could burn really bright or it could go out. And so I'm like, so basically you're saying I could either break up with my boyfriend or we could stay together. Good (laughs) fucking advice. Like it was so, it was so scammy and so obvious to me. And I was like giving nothing away. And he was like, he was trying to get like clues out of me. Like, he's like, Oh, all your money, is it in, is it in pounds? Is it in euros? Or is it in dollars? Like he was trying to figure out like where in the world I was from. Like it it was just so scammy and so shit that I was just like, no, thank you. And I didn't believe a fucking word that he said, obviously, obviously it was like a guy at a market stall. Like I, you know, take it with a grain of salt, like nothing he said was remotely useful or, or, or anything like that. And I obviously my dad had died at that point, and he didn't say anything about a dead parent or anything like that. So, so I would I would definitely go and see someone, but I would take it with an absolute grain of salt. And the the psychic that I know that Sinead has seen, I have um, a couple of other friends that have also gone to the same lady, and I think I think maybe one of our other friends had seen her first, and I recommended her to Sinead or vice versa. Okay. So so well that's good to know. I do because yeah. mm, One
1: couple of things. Um, I remember now, gosh, it's crazy how your memory gets jogged. Mum worked at Trilise Cooper and before she got diagnosed with being, you know, gonna die, yeah. This little Indian lady kept used would run up to her at lunchtime and be like, I need to read your palm, I need to read your palm. Really? And mum was like, No, no, no. And it carried on for like a good couple of weeks. And then mum let her read it and she said, No good, you need to go doctor doctor (gasps) no yeah and um I remember mum come home and she she said oh this lovely little Indian lady keeps following me around asking me to read her palm and I was like well just let her and she did and that's what happened and was she could be coincidental she was sick oh she yeah but didn't know yeah
0: fuck see that's interesting to me I feel like you have all like the really good like freaky story and interestingly mum didn't really believe in this sort of stuff
1: but one of her friends, Mum was actually dying at this point. Had just sort of been diagnosed. Said, "I've got you a um a, a reading with this really popular person at the time." Mm-hmm. And Mum was like, "Oh, okay." Anyway, went. I picked Mum up, and Mum was as white as a ghost. And I was like, "What's happened?" She said, "I can't fucking believe it."
0: Well, anyway,
1: this person had picked up on. It was all written down and in recording. Yeah, that my uncle had just died yeah and he'd said things like oh this person saying I like what you wore to the funeral and my uncle would always you know talk with them about her clothes so yeah. it, it resonated with her and then things like um my grandmother who was dead was surrounded by toys and it just so happened that mum's son that was adopted
0: mm-hmm. had just
1: had a baby so mum was oh. a grandma yeah and um, things like, um that just other things that probably a bit personal I sh- I can't you know
0: won't but, go into but stuff that to would, her really would, made it seem that it was genuine
1: yeah but for some reason she would never tell me what he said about me
0: oh right. Why do you? so think maybe that that's was?
1: So, I don't know I could actually find out but because I've got the tape maybe we should listen though fuck um, if you ha-
0: if you have the tape we should definitely listen
1: <laughs> yeah okay where, where is look, it so we can it'll be dad somewhere
0: Oh my God, dig that oh, shit Oh, listen, if you listen ah. with me. Oh, I will fucking listen with you. Absolutely. Well, we'll record while we listen and react. <laughs> you can do live reactions.
1: Yeah. Only if you can um,
0: find it. But, Just try and dig it up.
1: Yeah. But I think, it, yeah, like it was so sort of, she didn't believe in it and she was like, I cannot understand how they would know this. So, um, mm. yeah, that was interesting. And it brought, it gave her, it brought a lot to her. Like he, he said, you're actually really sick. He, she didn't tell him that. Oh, but she she knew it. He said, You're actually really sick. Yeah. Um, And she'd been told she had, you know, three to six months. And he said, But you're actually, you're just actually not imminent.
0: Oh, wow. And he wasn't right. Wow. Mm. See, that's so interesting, eh? Yeah, that stuff makes, like, I mean, I guess it's when you hear other people's experiences that I'm like, Oh, man, that stuff could be so genuine. But I have not had, like, a firsthand experience of it being super real. I wonder if, like, a psychic or something that would let us record them doing a reading, and we could play it for people. I would do a recording. I would go and see a psychic. And I would record it and then put it. I would it, put it out there. If you were there, I would. Well, I don't know if they would let us do it in the same room because sometimes they're funny about it. But we could maybe go one after the other. I don't know if they were funny about it.
1: We could secretly record.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but let's let's go and get some like. Some, Mr. What is it, uh, Inspector Gadget spyware? And we'll have a little black hole yeah. camera and go in and record like everything that the psychic says. And if anyone's listening, I want to hear stories. If, if anyone's oh, got anything to share, I, I mean, I said that before. If, it, if, it, if anyone's got any interesting like psychic stories or anything like that, or stuff that they've said that's genuinely come true, because I mean, I'm going to be honest, I am a real skeptic about that sort of stuff. So like I would go and see one, but I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to give them any background information. So if I went and saw a psychic who supposedly was super legit and they didn't mention my mum or my dad having passed or or something like that. Because I think generally the reason people people go and see psychics, if you don't go and see them on the regular, it's either you're unhappy in your relationship. You hate your job, or like someone has died. Those are probably exactly would they not be the the main reasons that someone would go? I mean, I know I have yeah. friends that that if you're if you're a genuine believer and you're into that sort of stuff, you'd maybe go a bit more regular. And then you'd then get to know your psychic, who then would know bits and pieces about your life and and when they tell you something, you react a certain way because I do. Like I said, I'm so. I'm not sort of super convinced either way. Like I do understand how someone could very easily just be reading your body language, reading your reactions and making like accurate sort of guesses that to you when you're in the moment in in that environment thinking, oh my God, they know all this shit. How is it? So like if someone said to you, like you've probably had a grandparent pass away. It's like, well, yeah, like at my age- Almost everyone would have their grandparents passed away, you know. Exactly. But I think
1: hmm. I think for a lot of people they want to go to get a sense of clarity, and I get that. Yeah, and I also, I guess, on the other side, like side, think of it like I quite like these little signs and messages I think I get from them or whatever they are. Like, yeah, is that enough? I don't know, but I'd be definitely keen to to know more. So oh, let's do it.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I'm I'm down to do it. Like. We'll make appointments and see when see when they can see us. We'll go to the we'll go to someone that comes highly recommended. So if anyone in Auckland has a psychic that they think is like genuine, like just DM us the name because I you know you can you can look it up on Google or the Yellow Pages. But I really like to go from to someone that someone else has had a first hand positive experience with that they really felt that this person was genuine.
1: Yeah, and also just want to know. I know we this one. You know, so it was going to be a bit shorter, but how do you have you felt a bit different this week or after having a little visit from mum, or do you feel a bit more like a
0: said sense of clarity or just feeling good or what? Oh, honestly, I, I actually was very sad on Mother's Day. I was a bit weepy yeah. and I cried a bit more. Were and- you? Yeah. That's the first time we have cried. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I was trying to think. No, I think I cried. I cried a little bit on my birthday. Um, but yeah, I kind of woke up in the morning and because we'd been staying at this house for like a week, we had to get out of it that day on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And so I was like trying to clean up the house, and we had my in-laws stay that last night, and they like they brought the like my nieces as well. So there was like lots of people in the house, and it was a bit chaotic, and I was and lots of, of bums yeah and I was like sort of just running around trying to clean up and I thought like we'd sort of said we were going to go out for breakfast and then we didn't end up doing that and because I'd I'd had that dream and it was so kind of jarring to me and I felt so fucking I don't know like I felt I just felt really raw from it and then Mm. um I kind of then we had to sort of, I had to decide I was going to either stay up um, at at Gina's house for a couple of nights because the workers aren't done here at my house. And it was like, I just Mm. really, I just really felt out of sorts and I just wanted to come home and, and stuff. And so I, I was going to go and have, um, just breakfast with Gina while Thomas took the kids home early and and like I just walked into her house and she was like lying in bed and her her husband and kids had made her breakfast in bed and it was like oh. so nice and lovely and I just walked in I just walked into her room and like burst into tears and she's just oh, I'm so- like I'm like here I am ruining your fucking mother's day like sorry because no. as, soon as, as soon as I got out of the car Gina's husband was like happy mother's day and I was like thank you like and he he obviously oh. came into the room afterwards I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't realize like I was you know he just was saying happy mother's day to me but then he wasn't thinking like this is the first mother's day you've had since your mum died and and that maybe that was sort of overshadowing the fact that that it, you know like it was mother's day for me as well I was more just thinking that the day was really I was feeling it was a shit day, Zoe. oh man I was I, I mean I was feeling very sorry for myself. So Thomas took the kids home early. Not sorry for yourself. It's so real. Well, it I is. mean, yeah. but Mother's I, but Day but... is the worst. I think over oh, yeah. birthdays, Christmas,
1: Mother's Day yeah. is the worst.
0: So Tom, I, I was going to go out for breakfast, breakfast with Gina. And I just, I was like, I just know that I'm not going to be able to like stop being weepy and 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 emo. So I just wanted to drive home by myself. So I did that. And, and like, I was fine once I got home and like I had a little cry in the car by myself and that, that's. Pro- I mean honestly that's probably the saddest I've been in a long time and I don't know how much of it was because I had that dream and I really yep. felt I felt the void of her that day like I felt her absence so strongly more than I had because you know everyone it's like everyone's saying oh the firsts are hard like the first birthday the first Christmas the first Christmas without mum was it was it was literally like not even two weeks after she died so no so I it just it kind of is a bit of a blur and I I don't know at that point it was sort of almost like I'd been dealing with like I'd really been in the fucking deep end of it you know with her being so sick and I just kept thinking you know I was thinking I don't want her to linger here for, for weeks yes. in the state that she was so when she did die I really felt it was sort of like a bit of a release and Like, it was okay. Yeah, Yeah. and relief. Yeah, I was like, it's okay. You know, like her suffering is over. And then all of a sudden it's Christmas. And because it was like, yeah, we had, she died on the 16th. We had her, of December, we had her funeral on the 21st. And then it's fucking Christmas and New Year's. And I
1: can't even believe how close it was thinking of it now. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I didn't even have time to stop and think like, holy shit, this is my first. I really feel like this coming Christmas will feel like the first Christmas without mum. Because we did we did do a little Christmas, I think on maybe, I can't even remember what it was. It was early December. We had like a day that we put on a little, a little mini Christmas, because at that point we knew she maybe not, she wouldn't see the 25th. So we did do a little Christmas and throughout the year she'd bought the kids presents and stuff like that. So, so Christmas didn't really feel, didn't feel like anything. It was just, I think I was pretty numb at that point. My birthday, which was in March, I'm like, really a fucking birthday grinch I do not celebrate my own birthday and I haven't (laughs) done for years and I don't know why I'm so weird about it but like it's not on Facebook I don't ever tell people and and I just Just want a little
1: quirk of yours it was
0: yeah it was just I think I don't know it's like a carryover from like
1: but this this year they say you got to get through a yearly cycle of dates and stuff but forever your Christmas will be tarnished not Mm. necessarily a bad way but with your mother's death, it will always yeah. be like that. People of say, course. oh, no, you know, things get better. You move on and stuff. It doesn't. I'm telling yeah. you, 13 years later, like mum's birthday is actually the week before Christmas, two days after yeah. your mum died. And nah. always that week, the week before, it's shit. That's yeah. what you remember. And it is yeah. it's just the way it is. People try and say otherwise, but forever, Christmas and stuff will be sad. Yeah. In yeah. a way in some way yeah
0: and I understand that and you know it it is what it is There's, there's there's nothing really I can do about it but I just really did feel like this like for me Mother's Day has has so far been the hardest day since she had passed away like everything else yeah you know and and we didn't even have like a really strong Mother's Day ritual we didn't there wasn't anything special that we used to do as a kid I would I would try my best and get her a gift and like maybe make her breakfast or whatever but we weren't like a big sort of like celebration family no. we, we kind of you know it's like you make them breakfast and then it's just another day but I just I think that remember
1: because, a bit yeah. of a funny story I remember me I just like doing mum like writing mum cards on mother's day and I remember two days later after mother's day I found my fucking mother's day card in the bin <gasps>
0: the one you'd made her <laughs> and you're just like fuck you mom it wouldn't have been on purpose but that's just oh, mom Just like in anyway. the bin it probably caught you
1: by surprise too though like not yeah. expecting to feel this bad on mother's day and then it does
0: yeah i i mean i i yeah i definitely like was taken by surprise and and i don't know i guess it's it'll always be a bit sad for me. And, you know, like, I know everyone will go through this eventually, but I do, I don't feel like an adult yet. Like, I know technically I am, but I still feel like, you know, I see all, all of my friends doing these like beautiful, like Mother's Day posts for their mums who are still here and living. And I'm just like, for fuck's sake, like, why did, I know. It, have, why did it have to be my mum? Like, you know, I All know moms out there, like some of them are real fucking bitches, like, or whatever, yeah. or don't have time for their kids. And, you know, a, a sort of real self-absorbed, like my mom was so into my life and my family. And, you know, like in a, in a very selfish way, I feel like really fucking hard done by about it. And, and, and well, you're and fucking I'm, allowed to. And Zoe. I'm allowed to be. Yeah. I know that. I yes. know that. But, I feel hard done by 13 years later
1: and it never goes yeah. away. And yeah. And, just at least don't try and fight it. Go yeah. with it. let like, feel shit and feel pissed off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so there is to it. I do. I do. Anyway. And um, next week. Hmm.
1: Next week. Well, this weekend, we'll, we're going to go into a bit more about grief. Because I think Heaven I'm kind feeling of a lot lately. That. You yeah. obviously are. And
0: yeah. it's a big topic. It is. It is. And I think we'll, like, really discuss it in depth, I think. Because I think it's we're at that point now where you know, I, I'm sort of really starting to experience it, And obviously you've had your own struggles with grief and like delayed grief and everything like that. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's something for you. Lovely listeners to look forward to is like us harping on about grief. But I hope you've enjoyed our little um, brief chat on dreams and psychics and Mother's Day and everything like that. And yeah, uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, a bit more in depth and in the same room next week. So I apologize for yes. me, um you know the audio quality it's not as great when we're not in the same room but uh we appreciate you guys who are hanging in there with us and some of the messages we receive from everybody listening to the show is just like it's fucking unreal like the support still insane yep like the support we get from everybody like the that like super super touching messages of how this show where lizzie and i sh- talk shit to each other is like helping people and making them feel more comfortable to talk about you know their own loss and their own grief and stuff like that then i'm I'm overwhelmed like it's so it's, it's a privilege to be able to do this and and you know for us this is just you know we love it and we and we're, we're passionate about it but like you know it's sort of a bit of a hobby that we do in our spare time but the fact that it's making a difference to people out there is just like fuck it makes it It all worth it totally yeah yeah so thanks guys for listening and uh we'll catch up with you next week talk soon love you bye and that's us for today thank you so much for listening to us waffle on it's been an absolute pleasure make sure you follow us on instagram at death and all the rest and if you have a question or you'd like to share your story you can email us at podcast at gmail.com bye
1: This podcast was born out of a need to talk about our personal experiences with death. To be clear, we are not mental health professionals. We are simply sharing our stories.